Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Now onto the show. Hello, it's Anna here. And I was just wondering, are you living with embarrassing digestive symptoms that you consider to be normal just because you've been tolerating them for so long and you have no idea how you can fix them? Perhaps you suffer from hormonal imbalances or skin problems, low energy, foggy brain or stubborn belly fat that just won't shift. As a functional medicine practitioner, I always say health starts in the gut. We are not just what we eat, but we are what our gut bacteria eat. So I created the Beat the Bloat Digestive Reset, a 28-day elimination program to help women get to the bottom of their digestive symptoms while rebalancing their mood, their energy, their weight, and their hormones. For just £37, you can download your Beat the Bloat guide and be part of our Facebook community and receive my support. All you have to do is head over to resetmygut.com forward slash join and you can get started. That's resetmygut.com forward slash join. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. So I am here solo, it's Shay speaking for those who are new to the show today, but Anna is just resettling from her amazing yoga teacher training experience. You can listen to the previous episodes if you want to hear about how her training went in Sri Lanka. But today I have an amazing guest on the show and I'm so excited to chat to her. We have Xanthi Barkley who is here chatting to us about just her life and her creativity and her creative projects. And she's just been a really inspiring person to watch online. You'll have to go and follow her on her Instagram account. She's got such a beautifully curated, fun, creative, bright Instagram feed. And she really is one of the brightest people that I think I know. And part of our, our kombucha and color, you know, the color element is really is about celebrating color and living a really bright life. So that's why I thought, Xanthi, you'd be the perfect person for us to chat to today. So welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me here. It's a real honor. So thank yeah. you. Um, so Xanthi, do you want to explain a little bit to guests who um, are listening here and maybe haven't heard of you of what you do and what you create in the world? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit tricky sometimes. There isn't like sort of one word that sums up what I do. So I kind of put it under a sort of creative umbrella. So I'm a photographer. I make films. I teach um, online, I teach people how to make their films and I also work with various brands and create social media content for them. So for me, every week is different. I have lots of different creative projects on the go, work ones and personal projects and I'm just really kind of blessed and grateful that I've sort of created this work life that is so integrated into my real life and I get to be creative every day. It's, it's super exciting. Yeah, I think there's such a joy in having that creativity element in your day-to-day living. And I think that's what keeps, I know most people who have that creative need, you need to flex that muscle often and to be able to get that and fuse that into your regular uh, regular workday is, is such a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, and well, I think we're all creative. I just think that often when we're younger or maybe teenagers or early 20s, we kind of get told we aren't creative or that people think that you're only creative if you can draw or paint or mm. whatever. But I think we're all creative. And I think especially things like Instagram suddenly has given people this tool to be able to just notice and see their world and take pictures where they might have felt they weren't creative. So I think it's really exciting for people. Yeah, I absolutely 100% agree with everything that you said there about, you know, everybody's being creative. And that piece that you mentioned specifically about people noticing their world. And that's, for me, there's such a huge link between yoga, mindfulness and meditation with this creativity piece, because creativity is just literally about observing your world and being present with the world around you. And that's something I think that feeds a lot into the content that you create because you create these almost little memory capsules and, mm. and they're so beautiful to watch because it's, it's like a little observation of your moment in time at that point in your life. Um, do you want to explain how you got into creating those types of content? Yeah, well, type I of think, content? yeah, I think I've always like documented my life through photography or writing or whatever. And so having that sort of outlet and I think noticing the sort of everyday details, as you said, keeps you really present. And we might feel that we make a cup of tea every day or we go for a walk every day and it feels kind of ordinary, but actually every day is different. And especially when you start to notice over the years that things really change and so that same cup of tea might be in a different kitchen or a different cup or a different light or whatever and so yeah being really present and noticing the everyday and just seeing how actually it's not ordinary it's pretty extraordinary the little details that we have there's this beauty in the simple moments of life so yes a cup of tea or a watermelon on a plate like when we take the time to slow down, to be present, there's such beauty and creativity in the really the simplest of moments. And I think that's what you capture so beautifully in what you do. And yeah, I think it encourages totally people to do the same. Yeah, I would hope that it does inspire people. I think that we all can get very bogged down in just our everyday routines. But as I said, I feel like the routines really do change over the years. So sometimes being really present in your routine and and noticing those little things like the sun on the wall or, you know, reading what books you're reading or whatever, that then as the years go by, if you've documented it, you'll look back and you'll be able to sort of ignite those feelings again and it will take you back into that moment. So, mm. yeah, I love it. I think the everyday details are just so beautiful. Mm. And that's, yeah, it's, it's really shows in, in the work that you create. So, what drew you then to the video medium particularly? Because I know you do a lot of stop motion and those are so fun. You know, stop motion for those who are not familiar is maybe you can explain it a little bit better than me. <laughs> this is the, I'm you trying to explain to the expert. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'd love to hear your way too. Yeah. Basically stop motion is when you kind of take what is normally seen as a stationary object and you make it move by itself or maybe it interacts with your hands or whatever. And it's just a really fun, different way of, of making something move so like you might just have a pair of scissors and through a sequence of photographs you can make it look like it moves and stop motion and video is something that I've kind of always used to document my life or make creative little projects um, from back when I was at art school I did video and animation and really just over the last sort of 10 years in my business video has become such an important medium for social media content or even online content. So 
being able to incorporate something that I love, which is video and stop motion, and then start creating that for other people has been has been really fantastic. And I also think it's a, a great way of playing. Like I started just sharing my stop motions online. They were just fun. It was just a sort of, I had a spare hour and I found some beautiful autumn leaves and I just wanted to make something where they sort of move around and make a pattern. And I think sometimes we forget to be playful and to just make something just for the sake of it. And you just never know what the experience will bring you joy in the moment, but also that it might then lead to other projects or other ideas that that come from that. Yeah, I think that playful element and that curiosity element is so important and so valuable. And we're losing a lot of it because we just get so busy. So it's about just stripping back and just getting back into that childlike state of just exploring, experimenting. If it goes wrong, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Like it's, it's about the joy of creating in the moment. Something that was just interesting to me, as you mentioned this idea of stop motion and you, you use these objects that are essentially just kind of lifeless objects and you actually create life for them. You create that, you know, you move them and you give them, you animate them, you create life mm. out of them. And I've just recently, last weekend, did a workshop on yoga and creativity. And the definition of spirit is that which animates a form and that what you're saying about stop motion is animating a form. You animate a form that's something solid that doesn't necessarily have life, um, you know, quotes unquote, but yeah. you create that life for it. So do you think that there is an overlap between the creative process and a spiritual process or a spiritual journey in some way? I think they're connected. Oh, I'm sure they are. I mean... Gosh, that's quite a tricky question. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And this is this is where this is where my understanding is at the at the moment. And I yeah. I truly believe that there's such a huge overlap between the spiritual journey and the creative journey, and how they are so w- closely woven together in how we yeah, create. Like and how, you, might yeah. not, you might not even know. I guess. Yes. Yes. I, I guess spirituality is is so broad, isn't it? And yes. What you take from it, but yeah, creativity can give you so many experiences and emotions that you then I guess feel connected to to all in all sorts of ways yes to yourself even which is also a spiritual journey you know yeah and just being present and enjoying something just for that moment rather than creating something because oh it's for work or I've got to make money from it or I've got to build up my portfolio that just to make something for the sake of it can feel very nourishing, I guess. Mm, absolutely. I don't know if that answers your question. Yes, no, it does. I, I, you know, and I think that, as you said, like spirituality is such a broad topic, but I think that even having that connection to yourself is a spiritual practice in itself. And that is what having a creative practice does. It forces you to tune into yourself. You know, I'm playing, I'm exploring, I'm getting childlike, I'm I'm reigniting something within me that perhaps has been shut down from, as you said earlier, like, you know, in your teenage years, your adult years, someone tells you that you can't, or it's reserved for people who write or people who do this or people who do that. And Mm -hmm. everybody is creative. It's just about unlocking those things that that are telling us that you're not creative. So yeah, I I love, I love that opportunity for you. Like, yeah, I I make a little film of my weekend and I've been, been doing it for years and I'm quite strict with myself that I that I do it because I create, a lot of my creative work is for other people. So I think it's really important to have that creative practice just for myself. So yeah, so I do, I have the challenge of doing something every weekend that is purely for me. There's no other reason for it. So yeah. Do you share that online as well? Yeah. So I put that on Instagram and I'm coming up to like four years, I think, of doing something wow. every 
every weekend. And again, it's like we were talking about earlier, it's just the kind of everyday stuff. I, I don't do loads of exciting things all the time. I do some sometimes exciting things, but generally it's just being in the house or being with my kids or out and about. So, but it's about the discipline of doing something just for me every week, showing up that kind mm, of thing. Mm. I love that you mentioned discipline because that is such a huge part of it, isn't it? We have we have to have this this discipline to sit down and do the work, even if it sometimes feels like it's a bit boring or we you know we've got better things to do, but it's having that cultivated space that you can create just to create and, and challenge yourself in that way, even if things aren't drastically exciting. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I mean I think creativity is one of those things that if you're not feeling it and you force it, it doesn't feel right. But I also, I'm a big believer in sometimes even when things, you know, if you feel like you've lost your mojo, as it were, that you kind of push through because sometimes that's where the magic happens. Mm. You push through to something, you might create something that you weren't expecting that then leads to something else. So it's, it's knowing, have you lost your mojo because maybe you're burnt out and you're tired and you've been working loads? Or have you just lost your mojo because actually you need to try and try something in a different way challenge yourself in a different way but still be creative because something good will will Mm. come from it Mm. if somebody's listening and they're thinking oh you know I've actually really lost my mojo do you have any practical tools or tips or inspirations for them to be like actually I can do this one thing you know maybe it is I have to sit down and for two days do this thing that you know get me into nature or you know try a different medium Get outside is always a good thing. And yeah, trying a different medium. So if you if you only take photos and maybe have a play with stop motion or get the paints out and do a bit of painting. With my weekend film project, for example, I was a bit last year I was feeling like, oh, you know, this is getting a bit tedious and I'm not doing anything exciting and should I maybe just pack it in? And what I instead of just going, No, I'm not gonna do it, I was like, Okay, well I'm gonna challenge myself to approach it in a different way. So maybe shoot just in black and white or try super eight look film or shoot in vertical. So like approach the project, but just try it in a slightly different medium or in a different activity or whatever, just kind of approach it in a different way, but still push on through because you don't know what you might create that you hadn't even intended to create, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's the definition also of innovation is like just looking at things from a new way and trying things in a new way. Also about this, this trying things in a new way and creating a boundary for yourself and boundaries, I think are so helpful for the creative process. You know, if, if you give somebody a white piece of paper and say, create, they go, Oh no, I'm not really sure. But you know, if you go, here's a white piece of paper and here are seven different words. Now make a poem using these seven words. It's, it's suddenly much easier because you've got that constrainment to play against almost, you know? Yeah. So to create those boundaries for yourself. And I think that's also part of the discipline of it is, is these are the boundaries and I, and I have to show up in these, in these ways and in this time and to create something. Yeah. Well, that's why I love personal projects because you get to kind of choose the rules. And so if that's, okay, I'm going to take a picture once a week of my family, for example, or I'm going to do a daily project for 30 days. And you set that rule and, and stick to it, make it a little bit challenging, but also make it so that it's achievable because you don't want something that feels like, oh, I'm never going to get it because then you won't bother to try. But yeah, I think the boundaries and the challenges are really can really push you forward. 
So you had a very interesting personal project challenge that you did. And just to back up a little bit before we get into this is that I met Xanthi at a photo hunt that we ran. And this is a couple of years ago now. Um, oh, I think it's longer than that. Yeah, it, was, it must have been five, <laughs> it was so good. five or so years ago. Fun. Yeah. Um, we ran, a, we ran a photo hunt challenge. And so groups came and we gave different clues that people had to run around London and take photos of these different, you know, stand on one leg or this monument or, you know, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And, and Zanthi so yeah, <laughs> came on this, on this photo hunt with us and that's how I met her. And I just remember looking at her and being like, you're such a colorful personality. Like I can just see you've got such a vibe. And you mentioned something about, you know, it, you haven't always been in this like sort of high vibe state. And you, you had a personal project that you did over the course of a year, which really shifted everything for you. So do you want to explain yeah. about at that project? Yeah, well, definitely, like, in my 20s, you know, worrying and being anxious was definitely at the forefront. And then I had two small children, which is wonderful and brilliant, but it's very draining and tiring and and relentless some days. So I set myself a photo project to take a picture every day and to focus on something that I was grateful for or some kind of blessing. And this was before Instagram. So I was using Flickr as my way of uploading and shooting on my camera. And I just thought, okay, well, a year sounds like a really big project to do. So I just started with like a month of gratitude daily. And then I kind of got to the end of the month and I was like, this is really actually really having an effect on me and making me feel just that little bit happier and that little bit more aware of my surroundings and taking moments with my boys and really noticing them. So I did another month and then I was like, okay, this is great. I'm going to do another month. And then obviously as the, as the year progressed and I became just acutely aware of things that I was grateful for and the little blessings and the taking extra time to play with the boys or notice what they're doing. And yeah, had a huge, a huge effect on my well-being and my mindset. And then also just my creativity in terms of showing up every day, shooting something, editing that picture, uploading it. Obviously, you get better. Your photography improves, your awareness of your surroundings and noticing the little details. So yeah, massive effect on me, that project. So I always recommend a 365 project for anybody who wants to get better at anything, you know, to set yourself a challenge to do something every day is is huge. Um, but also to have that element of gratitude just added that extra layer that um, definitely shifted things for me, for sure. Oh, I love that. So out of the 365 days, how many days did you miss, do you think? I didn't miss any. Really? That is very impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may not have actually taken the picture on maybe a handful of days but I definitely uploaded and shared every wow. day that is and incredible yeah it, I'm, I'm quite strict with myself I don't that's a good that's a good discipline for a creative good um characteristic for a creative yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't often I'm go quite, together yeah I know I kind of yeah I'm like if I say I'm going to do something I often do it Many of my clients are looking for ways they can optimize their health through the power of food. I often supercharge their lifestyle with green tea to support them with everything from weight loss to hormonal balance to skin conditions to immune function. As a green tea lover myself, I love that Emerald Matcha is ceremonial grade and approved by the UK Organic Food Federation. 
Anna has always talked about the health benefits of green tea, but I never really found one that I truly liked. After I tried a sample of Emerald Matcha's high-quality green tea, hand-picked from the very best farms in Japan, I thought, this is definitely a green tea I can get excited about. As a small business owner, it feels really great to support other small, family-owned businesses, and especially one with such a high emphasis on customer service. I'm so excited to bring green tea into my daily routines as an antioxidant face mask for my skin, putting it into my smoothies, and making matcha vegan ice cream. Kombucha and Color are delighted to be partnering with Emerald Matcha Green Tea. Place your order and grab all the health benefits by searching for Emerald Matcha, that's Emerald Matcha, on amazon.co.uk. You can use the discount code kombucha15 for 15% off. As I said, I do my weekend projects. I've done sort of 30-day projects. And again, a lot of them are photography-based or film-based. But I, I really like the challenge of it. And yeah, anything, you know, I still write three things that I'm grateful for every day. It, it just makes you super aware of how much you have. And often we come, we get into a space where we feel like we're lacking and I wish we had this and I wish we did that. And, but actually when you notice what you, what you do have, it's pretty amazing, you know? Yeah, I agree. Are there any other tools and practices that you do to help manage that um, well-being or anxiety or stress or stuff that goes on your day-to-day other than the gratitude and just, you know, flexing yeah. your creative muscle? I try and get outside every day. So I, I try and go on my bike. and even Oh, yes, I love your story with <laughs> your back. Yes, you must mention the back. <laughs> um, Sorry, yes? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I love going on my bike. It's just I just always feel happy on my bike so yeah last year I did a project where I set myself I think it was in March when the weather wasn't great to do 30 days of going on my bike consecutively and that was so great it was really brilliant so I then upped it to 100 days on my bike and I think I stuck to it nearly consecutively I was ill and I had to travel um, so I wasn't able to do it consecutively but again that just always lifts my spirits and I think and I know we're not all creatives that work at home but I I have a home studio and I could easily go like two or three days not leaving the house and a couple of years ago I was like this isn't good you know you need to just get outside and be with the trees and be with nature and just clear your head and the reason I quite like the bike is that I can't like listen to music or listen to a podcast. It literally just is me and my thoughts and being outside. And that's kind of really important to me. Whereas I think if I was walking or running, <clears throat> excuse me, that I would maybe put music on or have a podcast. But I think I often get really great ideas when I'm on my bike because my mind is just wandering and daydreaming. Mm, so yeah. I guess that would be my top tip, get outside. <laughs> yeah, get outside and get into that kind of state where you're not really hyper focused on something and this training that I did last weekend was about how your brainwave state when you drop into the alpha brainwave state which is the state that you get into when you're meditating or when you're riding a bike or mm. when you are driving a car or you're in the shower your brainwave state drops into the alpha brainwave state from the beta which is the high frequency it drops into alpha and that's when creative ideas come to you because you're in that lucid dream-like hazy brainwave yeah. state so yeah, oh, yeah it's 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 amazing how that happens the yeah. shower is brilliant and washing up like I purposely wash up because it just gives me that five minutes of just 
yeah, I love yeah. it. I love that it. it's an actual technical. Oh no, it's, um, it's proper. It's proper. It's legit science. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, Zandi, when you when you feel like okay, you're not feeling it, and things are not working out creatively for you, what are your tools, or what do you, other than sort of stepping into nature, do you just go full on, just try and get into the project as much as you can, or do you take a step back from it? Do you let it alone? Like, um, yeah, I guess it depends on the project. So sometimes, if there's a deadline you have to just stick to that and you have to push on through. And I'm a bit of a procrastinator where I do often leave things to the last minute. But I think that sometimes that, for me, gets good results because it almost is like, you've got to get it done, so get it done. Um, Whereas other times I might, as I said, try something different. So if I'm maybe editing something for a client, but it's not really flowing, then I'll just step away for a bit, maybe edit something that's you know a personal project that might get me back into feeling it you've got to kind of gauge it I think sometimes as I said you push through and other times you just need to take a break and say this isn't working you can't always force creativity so it's important to respect that and and see if you can come at it from a from a different angle and or just break it down into manageable bite-sized pieces so if you've got something you know is going to take you a day then maybe you do a couple of hours on it, take a break and then come back to it. Um, yeah, you kind of have to see where you are and what the project is, I think. Yeah, yeah. How did you actually get into photography to start off with? Is it, is it something that you studied from ages back or was it just that personal project that kind of grew and developed or was it something that you knew that you wanted to study? Have you always been a creative one yeah, to get into I a creative went, field? I went to art school and I did graphic design, but it was a very loose when you say graphic design, it wasn't sort of logos and being on the computer. Um, I did a lot of photography there and animation and stop, uh, not stop motion, um, Super 8 film. So, and it was all based around kind of documenting my life through photos. So I have always done that. So I have boxes of pictures and Polaroids and back when it was 35 millimeter film and they're all printed out. So yeah, I have always taken pictures, but I think it was through that 365 project that I got my first DSLR camera, the digital one, and really taught myself the settings of photography and pushed myself to photograph people and places. And I did weddings and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, just really challenging myself to keep learning and, and keep trying. But I think photography is probably the main first love, as it were. But often with my photos, they have movement in them or I like sequences of pictures. So that's why video is there as well. I often see things through movement and a photo doesn't capture enough of it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it's always been part of my life. You know, I can't imagine not having some sort of camera or some kind of documenting tool with me. You know, I often hear about photographers saying, oh, no, I'm not taking my camera with me when I'm going on holiday. I just I want to have a break from it all. And I'm like, I don't think I could do that. Like I love taking pictures so much and documenting that um, I would find that very hard to do. So it's my job, but it's also part of my life and my storytelling and wanting to capture memories and have them to look back on. Because I already feel like my memory's fading. Oh, yes. No, that's no feeling. <laughs> I can barely remember what I did last week. Whereas well, I, at least you've got the films. <laughs> yeah, I've got the films and the photos to remind me when I'm 80 and I can't remember anything. <laughs> um, so, Xanthi, when, when you say this documenting piece and kind of keeping this track of your life, do you have any other um, way of documenting the photos other than digitally? Or do you, do you print photos out and kind of keep them in a journal? 
journal or a scrapbook or is it mainly digital for you that you document? You know, back before digital, I used to keep these scrapbooks, kind of journals, and I would sort of write in them and stick Polaroids in and go to the one hour photo develop place and get them printed out. And I've got probably like four or five years worth of of journals. And then as digital came in, you know, I started to make blog posts or Instagram posts. So most of it is now documented digitally, but I still do print out pictures. I really love the printed form. And so maybe every couple of months I'll gather my favorite pictures. Or like recently, I just went through all my pictures from the summer of 2018, which was so amazing. So I was like, I just printed like 300 pictures that I took. And then I put them into shoe boxes. So I don't spend the time now doing my scrapbooks just because it, it takes a lot of time and I, I can't go back because it's too far. So <laughs> I could move forward. But actually, I quite like the shoe box because pictures get kind of muddled up and you can pull it out and suddenly you found a picture from 2014 or 2004 or whatever. And it suddenly takes you back to that moment. So whereas I know I would never scroll through my hard drives or my maybe my Instagram feed because that is almost like a journal as well. But yeah, I think if people can print, it would be a shame for the next generation to have no Tangible. printed photos yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah so lovely about holding it or putting it on the wall or yeah it really helps with the memory and keep those mm. special moments and something that alive. that kind of yeah something that 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 was kind of ringing in my head as you were talking about this was this idea of ritual so you know as you print photos and there's there's a process there's a ritual of you know going through and sorting through the photos you know you can think about people who would have done this years and years before of, of you know sorting through their photos and the ritual of sitting down making a cup of tea and I think that's a lot of what you do is is based on this idea of of ritual and you know tea in the morning or um, yeah, like, do you have any rituals that you do in, in your day or in your creative flow or, you know, before you go to bed or you're in your creative process? And what are some things that you like to repeat? Yeah, definitely love a cup of tea in the morning for sure. What, because my working day is so different from week to week, there isn't a sort of strict ritual. But I do like when I edit something, I always light a candle. I don't know why. I just feel like that's a nice way to sort of open the project so that that happens and I don't know what other rituals I kind of have I feel like I probably do have a routine but maybe it's just so natural and evolves depending on what I'm doing that I'm not sure um I've got really into writing not like a writer writer but just writing down something that I'm grateful for each morning so think about the day before and sort of setting intentions I don't sort of do that on a strictly regular basis but I do believe in the power of writing things down and if you want to make things happen or if you have some dreams that you want to make happen or some big projects that you want to feel really good about that through writing it down you can really make stuff happen my very good friend of mine Kim Classen she got me into this because when I met her sort of nine ten years ago I always thought it was like a little bit of woo-woo that people would sort of I'm going to buy a house this year and write it down and there it is. It's Magically happen. appears. I was like, really? You know, the British cynic in me was like, yes. no way. And she, um, she's from Canada and she was like, no, no, you really can. Like you can, you can dream and you can write it down. And she convinced me back a few years ago to do a list for my birthday and write down the things that I wanted to make 
happen for the year ahead. And I was a bit like, yeah, really? But as you put it, you write it down and that kind of almost puts it out into the universe and makes you accountable. But also I put it on my blog. This was back when blogs, you know, people actually visited them and read them, commented on them. Um, And suddenly I started to have a sort of goal to work towards. So making my photography business grow or stuff with my family. And it was amazing to get to the end of the year and how many of the intentions or the wishes or the dreams that I'd had had actually come true and started to happen. And so I was like converted. I was like, wow, this is is magic, isn't it? I kind of drop off from time to time. But in this last year with lots going on, sometimes you can feel a bit sort of overwhelmed by stuff. Whereas by sort of taking five minutes in the morning to just write down how you want the day to play out or goals that you're working towards and again having that sort of list for the year of things you want to make happen whether it's like I want to revamp my website or I just want to go out on my bike every day but by setting that intention you you kind of have something to work towards so mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question I'm a big believer in writing things down and it's interesting yeah. because things that I've written down maybe three or four years ago are now suddenly manifesting in my life and I'm like yeah. you know this is this is amazing. And to have that reference point that I wrote down this three years ago, and now it's suddenly manifesting in my life, the, the, the purpose and the power of having that tangible written down that I can look back and remember. And that's something that's so important about the printing of photographs as well. You know, there's something tangible in the world that, that makes you remember something that you set or how things were at a particular point in time where you can now look back on it from, you know, in, you know, many times in the future, you're looking back on something that you set and now it's suddenly coming to pass or it's, it's, it's in your life at the moment. And it's, it's a really powerful practice. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Well, cause I think you can have all these thoughts in your head, but I think by actually sort of honing it down and going, okay, I want this to happen or I, I want to mm. work towards this happening, that it gives mm. you that real focus. Mm. Whereas I think our, our minds are just so full of, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But if you, if you write your list of things you want to do, so, so I have a kind of practice where I write, you know, th- things I've been grateful for and then things that I want to focus on that month and, and yes, yeah, starts to happen. And you don't always hit your goal, Bob on, but actually sometimes the journey there or the diversion to get there is even better. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. What has been your most exciting project to work on to date of your career? Or maybe there's one or two that you, that's been so exciting. Yeah. thought, yes, this is really a love it. You know, what's, what's... I, I don't know. I get to work on some really amazing things. I'm always like blown away. I, you know, work with lots of brands that I, I love myself and use. And so that's really brilliant. Um, I've been on a few amazing trips through work opportunities or blogs or competitions that I've won. And just even just the simple thing of just getting to do what I love every day is pretty amazing. And how one email can change your week or your month because someone wants to get you to work on a project or is inquiring about this. And then also, I love teaching. Like, I get to help people make their own little films of their beautiful everyday lives and I get to watch their films and they're all around the world whether they're like in a high rise in Hong Kong or they're in the outback in Australia or they're in the middle of Canada it's brilliant so that always makes me so happy when I get to see all these different people that may never have made the film had they not taken my 
course or mm. never documented their life in that way had they not seen something that I'd done. And that feels pretty special, I have to say. Yeah, to, inspire, to be able to inspire people and then have the tools that they can sign up to your course and they can then take action and create those yeah. beautiful moments for themselves is really, really empowering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's wonderful. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> Has anything challenged you creatively? What or what project have you felt like? Oh, this is um, I'm feeling a little bit of a struggle. I don't know if I'm delivering in in the in the creative sense or what kind of challenge you. And then what do you do to kind of get yourself out of that? <laughs> yeah, is that a dark place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, self doubt is something that I really used to battle with, but I now know it's never actually going to go away. It's always there with anything new that you're doing or any big project that you're doing, like to the point where I will, on a quite a big job, I will kind of think of excuses of why I shouldn't go. Like, oh, I'm, I'm really ill, so I can't possibly do it. Like that still goes on in my head. But then I know, I recognize it now and I kind of go, okay, it's just self-doubt talking. The evidence is that I do actually know how to do this job because I've done X, Y, and Z. And yes, it might feels super challenging and I might be totally out of my comfort zone but let's just give it a go and if it doesn't work you know thankfully I'm not kind of doing heart surgery or something you know (laughs) just creative stuff so yes I might let a few people down but I can push through and often the projects that I feel most scared about or most nervous turning up on a set or having to do something here in my home studio once I do it, there's that real sense of achievement of pushing through and coming out of your comfort zone and trying something that maybe you felt like you couldn't do, but then you can do. So I would say self-doubt is the thing, but I'm learning every day to, to just have it there. It's there because it makes you, it makes you, what's the word? It, you know, feeling nervous or feeling worried about a project is a good thing in a way because it means that you care about it and you mm. want to do a good job and you don't want to disappoint people. But it shouldn't stop you from from trying, you know. Mm. It shouldn't be a crippling thing, which I think it might well have been a few years ago. But now I just kind of look for the evidence of actually achieving it and yeah. you will have it, you know. Yes. Oh, I just love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've said to Anna on the on the podcast a few times that, Fear is excitement without the breath. So it's mm. like the, it's the same kind of that that buzzing feeling of the fear and like the anxiety of it, but with a few breaths, it kind of transforms into something that's a little bit more empowering. Like actually, no, I can do this. And yes, this might still be that element of like ooh, like that buzz of I'm not sure about this, but have that playful state of curiosity and let's explore this and see where it goes without the attachment and the the expectation on yourself of it. So. Yeah, just exploring it. Yeah, well, I think the fear again, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, good few years into this kind of work and I, I'm pretty confident in lots of ways and lots of stuff I do, but the fear is still there. And as you said, it's like, use it to your advantage. Let it propel you forward because if you let it hold you back, then that feels a shame really, you know, like you can push through it and get to the other side and, and, and learn from it. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. So Zanthi, thank you so much for chatting to us. Are there any things that you would like to say to somebody who's maybe thinking, oh no, I can't really take photos and I'm not really a photographer and, I'm, and, I, and I don't really know how to make film and, you know, someone who, who's potentially could really do value of or be um, really inspired by the content and the courses that you create. 
Um, what would you say to someone like that who's kind of, oh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, mean, I would really say do. just jump in and try because the best lessons are the ones that you learn through doing and you start to see, like I get a lot with people saying, oh, I can't, I can't do videos too scary. I, I don't know how to do it. And it's like, well, until you start doing it, you won't know how to do it. But once you start, you know, once you start shooting, you'll start to see how you can capture stuff. And once you start editing, you'll see how that works and, and how you'll shoot better next time and how you'll edit better next time. But it's only really through the process that you can get better. So just jump in. Like so many people are self-taught now and they just learn through through doing and making mistakes and going, okay, well, I'm not going to do that next time or that worked really well. What was I doing there? That Why did that work well? Was it the light? Was it the certain settings that I was using? You know, there's so much to learn through the process. So mm. yeah, you know, doing is way better than than doing nothing. Yeah, that's true for absolutely anything, you know, whether it's starting a new creative project or a new creative medium or a yoga practice or going to the gym or, you know, a business, whatever it is, there's, there's so many things where the process is actually where there's the valuable lessons. And until right. you are ready to step over that fear of getting yourself to that point where you are actually committed to doing it, like that fear is always going to be in between you and the things. So you just yeah. have to kind of, I don't know, move it I aside. Done is better than perfect. You know, like we always want it to be super perfect and be right. And we mustn't launch our new business till everything is all lined up or we mustn't show this picture till we're super proficient with our camera. But actually, no, just do it, learn from it and get on to the next thing. Like don't, mm. don't sort of wait for everything to be perfect because you'll wait forever, I think, you know. Mm. Mm. Luckily, I'm not cursed with perfectionism because I think it can really hold you back I'm just like yeah let's just put it out there and move on to the next thing yes yeah no absolutely that's that's such a great um kind of mindset for people to adopt is that yeah just keep going with life because it's just going to keep going with you so you may as well just jump on board (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Zanthi will you just um give people a little place where they can find you where they can connect with you and definitely I'd recommend following Zanthi on on Instagram she's got (laughs) such a beautiful account and it's just it makes me so happy every single time I stop by and like see all her beautiful images and bright colors so um it's very very colorful and eclectic I certainly don't follow the keep your aesthetic very beautiful it's yeah it's a real mishmash of photos and videos and so yeah you'll find me pretty much every day on Instagram and that's Santhi B but I've also got a website and a blog um, which is com, and you can find out about my courses there and just yeah look at my wide range of different types of work that I do (laughs) on there (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for chatting to us and I'm looking forward for people to listen to this episode and to give our feedback because I know there'll be lots of people who feel very inspired to get outside and make and create and so thank you for your inspiration oh thanks so much for having me a real pleasure bye everybody (laughs) see you next week Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. 
You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, everyone. It's Shay here. And I would love for you to join me in my High Vibe members platform at members.shaydaya.com. If you're feeling a bit disconnected from your body or a little uninspired with life right now, it's the perfect place for you to be as it includes full-length yoga flows and tutorials for you to follow, guided meditations, journal prompts and creative tutorials for you to get messy with, and philosophy and mindset work for you to sink your teeth into, all based on the theme of the season with an optional schedule to follow. It's the full package for inspiring you to connect back to yourself, your body, and your creativity. You'll also be able to join the private Facebook group to get support from me and the community of amazing like-minded members. For only £7.90, you can sign up at members.shaydaya.com. That's members.shaydaya.com. Creative inspiration for health, healing, and happiness. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the site.